Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray here and great to have you along. If this is the first episode of the podcast you've listened to, hey, great to have you along. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, share this podcast with a writing buddy of yours, that'd be great. We've got a lot to get through this show, so let's dive straight into the news. Yamaha confirms Tenere 700 World Raid New Zealand release. After recently launching overseas to the international media, Yamaha Motor New Zealand has confirmed Kiwis will be getting their hands on the new Tenere 700 World Raid, but it comes with a bit of a wait. While New Zealand pricing is yet to be confirmed, Yamaha Motor New Zealand has confirmed the first examples of the World Raid are expected to arrive in dealers in the second quarter of 2023. This follows what we experienced with the launch of the Tenere 700, which saw Europeans getting first dibs on the hottest ticket in Yamaha's lineup. First, before availability started filtering out to the rest of the world. The wait should be worth it though for those riders who like the idea of rock solid reliability of a Japanese adventure bike but would like more technology than the current Tenere 700 offers. The Tenere 700 World Raid builds on the solid platform of the Tenere 700 and goes further in areas that were perceived as weaknesses in the original. Upgrades of the World Raid model include a full TFT dash replacing the basic LCD unit of the T7 Higher specification KYB suspension and twin fuel tanks wrapped up by more substantial bodywork. If reception and corresponding wait times of the T7 are anything to go by, you'll want to get your deposit down pronto if you want to be spending any of 2023 riding the new T7 World Raid. More on this story and some photos are up at onthrottle.co.nz. Norton Motorcycles says yes to EV development. Norton Motorcycles has announced its intention to begin developing electric motorcycles in the UK after winning significant investment through a government scheme. The iconic British motorcycle brand has been awarded funding by Advanced Propulsion Centre APC19, an initiative which aims to assist businesses in the automotive sector and advancing their low carbon offering while helping to accelerate the UK towards its net zero automotive future. A future that Norton fully embraces. As demand for electric motorcycles and micro-mobility solutions grows, the project Zero Emission Norton will expand Norton's ever-growing electric vehicle engineering capabilities and develop world-class electric motorcycles. Guided by a design-led philosophy and a relentless commitment to perfection, the electric products will still look unmistakably Norton. The team will refine the traditional Norton design DNA, but with modern twists introducing industry-leading innovations and digital solutions. Electric products to date offer either range or performance, as the weight and size of the battery compromise vehicle design. However, using an extensive engineering and design experience within the Norton team, this project looks to eliminate that compromise while simultaneously delivering race performance and touring range. To deliver this ambitious project, Norton will work with specialist project partners who have the same vision for innovation in the production of world-class electric motorcycles. The team encompasses Delta Cosworth, High Speed Limited, Formaplex Technologies, M&I Materials, INDRA and academic partner WMG, University of Warwick. Norton will work alongside these partners to develop world-class technology and products that 
that will enhance the UK supply chain for all critical components of EV technology, including batteries, motors, chassis, cooling oils and vehicle-to-home chargers. As a result, the 30-month project is expected to create a significant number of jobs in the UK in manufacturing and R&D as well as upskilling existing staff to be capable of electric motorcycle engineering. This in turn will help address the UK skills shortfall in that space while helping the UK return to the position it last enjoyed in the 60s as a global technology leader for motorcycles. More information on the story, Norton Motorcycles saying yes to EV development, can be found at on throttle.co.nz New Honda Hornet teased in concept art. Honda continues to tease us with the prospect of a revival of the iconic Hornet, with the latest coming in the reveal of new concept art from Honda's Italian R&D Center. The design concept is the latest collaboration between Honda's R&D centers in Italy and Japan. Following the news at EICMA 2021 that the Hornet name will be returning to its lineup, Honda has today released sketches that give further details of the design concept, showcasing the combination of technical beauty and aggression that runs through its DNA. Creation of the new concept sketches was led by Honda's R&D Center in Rome, which, in close collaboration with R&D in Japan, is already responsible for the visuals of some of Honda's recent successful models, including the CRF 1100L Africa Twin, the CB650R and the XADV. The designer for the new Hornet concept is 28-year-old Giovanni Dovis, who most recently penned, a de- penned the distinctive lines of the new ADV350. Honda's design philosophy is to create something pure and functional in an uncomplicated way, models which are both beautifully simple and emotionally appealing, explained Dovis. The sketches show how the Hornet design concept promises agility, dynamism and lightweight, thanks to its slim proportions, pointy tail sections and super sharp lines. It creates a new compactly proportioned look and has hallmarks of tension and aggression from front to back outlining the Hornet's true sporting purpose. While it's still very early days, the release of the official design sketch by Honda bodes well for the return of the Hornet to showrooms. While traditionally a 600cc inline 4, we could see Honda move to a larger displacement engine with fewer cylinders in line with current super naked models. The silhouette does look awfully a lot like a certain scalpel from Europe's biggest manufacturer, So Honda could be looking to rain on KTM's parade here with a Japanese alternative to the European dominance in the sector. For more on this story and to check out the concept art of the tease of the Honda Hornet, check out onthrottle.co.nz. Now I don't remember if we covered this last week or not, I could probably check, but I'm not going to. I'm going to bring you this story. Cardo has teamed up with KTM for a tangerine-flavoured Pack Talk Edge. Cardo has announced it's teaming up with KTM to bring out a very special version of the new Pack Talk Edge with a very orange twist. Dubbed the new KTM Pack Talk Edge, the orange unit brings the same functionality as Cardo's top tier Pack Talk unit, but instead of the traditional dark hues, the KTM Pack Talk Edge stands out in KTM orange. The Pack Talk Edge kicks the Pack Talk Bowl to the floor as the next generation of tech with an overall sleeker package. Still retaining Cardo's famous waterproof status, although an IPX rating is not yet available, the Edge brings to the fold improvements in almost every area with the ability to connect up to 15 riders 
and cover 1.6 kilometers through the DMC or Dynamic Mesh Communication System. Cardo's new top dog sits head and shoulders above the rest. The mounting system is the new magnetic air mount and the charging port is gone to a more universal USB-C including fast charge. While the hand controls are an evolution of the PackTalk Bold, using voice commands is now more accent friendly with the inclusion of new software which can now be updated wirelessly through the Cardo app. More information on the PackTalk Edge and the new tangerine flavoured KTM variant can be found at onthrottle.co.nz and motonz.com. And that about rounds up the news. And just before we wrap up the podcast, uh, a little overview, a first look, if you will, at the new Revit Dirt Series component gear. Now the cold has hit. I'm hearing lots of riders complaining. And if you're cold while you're riding, I'm going to put money on the fact that you don't have the right gear. It's as simple as that. Similarly, if you're getting wet, it's time to look at either a waterproof outer layer or some new riding pants. That was my issue. Every, every time I get some new riding gear, it lasts a little while as waterproof and then it leaks in the crutch. I've never actually had a problem staying warm, but keeping the water out is the big one. So with that in mind, I've recently taken possession of some new riding gear for testing purposes over the next few months. And my first impressions of it are great. So what is it? It's a new set of Revit Dirt Series component gear. Over the last few years, as I mentioned, I've tested a lot of gear. And although some of it has been good in cold conditions, and most of it not bad in the warmer conditions, uh, none of it has really been very good in the waterproof stakes. So I decided to shoot for the top shelf and try out a brand that is known for amazing waterproofing ability, as well as being top level gear everywhere else. Now I'll get back to my initial comment about thermal insulation shortly, but first let me give you a bit of a rundown on the Revit Dirt Series component gear. We're talking incredibly lightweight gear for the off-road rider in mind, but surprisingly it's CE certified, so fine to be ridden on road too. The jacket and pants have an outer shell made of Cordura 750D ripstop fabric. It's laminated, so it's not layered like previous gear I've used. The lamination is Revit's Hydrotex 3L waterproofing system. The pants have a thermal liner and that is removable, but the jacket does not. The jacket, however, has a removable zip-off hood. Being laminated gear instead of having a waterproof layer zipped inside means the fit is a lot better, it's lighter, and I reckon stylish as hell. There are a few ventilation flaps that I've not needed to open yet because it's been damn cold. The pants have a cargo pocket on, on the outer of each leg, and the jacket has a few pockets in the front as well as a big one across the lower back. How is the waterproofing? Well, so far I've ridden in a few light showers, and not had a single issue with the waterproofing, but the real standout of this gear is that it's light and doesn't restrict movement at all. It's what I would call proper adventure gear. The jacket is stylish enough to be worn as a standard jacket any day of the week. There is shoulder and elbow protection in the jacket, and the pants have knee and hip protection. I mentioned at the start of this rant that, in my opinion, if you're cold while you're riding, you simply don't have the correct gear for the conditions. And I stand by that statement. When going for a bit of a strop in the bush, I always dress lighter. Even if that means that I'm cold as I'm riding to the bush, I always end up warming up. This new Revit gear is great for that. The jacket is good at breaking the wind, although it's reasonably thin. There's little to no thermal insulation. On a recent trip to the Akatarawas, I wore a thermal layer, a t-shirt, a long sleeve, and then the Revit, and then the Revit jacket over the top. 
and I was cold on the way out to the bush, but once I got onto the trails, I warmed up pretty quick. I've tried out the Revit gear on my standard morning commute, and it's been fine on the warmer, wet days, but now we're starting to get into the cold weather, the frosts and the southerlies blowing through. I've found that it's just not quite warm enough. The pants are fine, the jacket, you need to really layer up underneath. This shouldn't be a reflection on the Revit gear itself, as I got it with dirt riding in mind. But for the super cold days, what I've started to do is I've subbed out the Revit jacket for my old layered riding jacket, which I never really had a problem with waterproofing. And I'm going to be playing a bit of mix and match here, because I really quite like the Revit Dirt Series component pants. And they, so far, have been absolutely brilliant in the waterproofing stakes. With a simple thermal layer zipped inside them, I'll be able to wear them all year round. And I guess my Tenere 700 offers more wind deflection on the lower end of my body, so it just doesn't get as cold down there. So, back to my initial con comment. If you're cold, look at the riding gear you're wearing, and maybe it's time to get something warmer, or look at how you're layering up. A good thermal or merino base layer is the easiest way to up the thermal levels of your gear. If you're attached to the gear you're wearing, maybe a waterproof jacket over the top could help because that really does do wonders when it comes to getting the wind off you. Um, but for the next few months leading throughout winter uh, and into early spring, I think I'm going to be pretty sorted with the Revit Dirt Series component pants and the matching jacket or my old layered jacket for commuting. I'll update you with, on the results of how the Revit component gear, the Dirt Series component gear, goes throughout the rest of winter. And when I get a chance to get off-road, we'll test it out in that environment as well. Photos and more information on the Revit uh, Dirt Series component gear can be found at MotoNZ.com. Also, we've got some new videos up at the MotoNZ YouTube channel. We've started a new series called In The Shed where it's, it's kind of an unfiltered look at what we get up to in the shed. At the moment we are working on Todd's bucket bike. And you can catch up on my latest adventures uh, when it comes to the Beta RR430 as well. Matt's got videos coming out almost weekly at On Throttle NZ on YouTube as well. I'd uh, love to have you um, check out that footage and if you've got any questions or comments chuck it up in the, uh, in the comment box below those videos as well. This has been Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name's Ray Heron. Thank you so much for joining me. I'd love to hear from you if you've got any story ideas, you bought a new bike, you've gone for a ride. Love to hear from you. We could share those stories on the podcast. You can email me, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok as well. And, and this podcast wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So um, get hold of us if you've got something to say. Otherwise, hit that like button and the subscribe button as well. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray here and thank you very much for joining me. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. <laughs>